Sonic States. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk number 128. Um, this is live on Wednesday, the 6th of May, and it's going to be on iTunes on the 7th of May once I've edited out all the uh, the swearing, the profanities, and the uh, injudicious use of uh, inside information. But uh, this week, I'd really like to welcome everybody to our live chat room. I, I don't know if uh, if you're not here, you should be here. SonicState.com forward slash live at about 4pm on a Wednesday UK time. Get over here, you can join in. We've got flash ta- chat room and uh, join the the, the countless other individuals who are who are with us live in the chat room. So hello to you guys. Uh, I, let's say hello first, because we haven't had him for a long time, to Mr. Non-Eric from musotalk.de. How you doing? I'm fine. Hello, everybody. Hello. Well, you wouldn't believe, you didn't believe me, but I told you I'd been getting requests ever since you, your last show. When's hands coming back? When's hands coming back? But it's true. Oh, okay. It's true. All right. So we got you. Uh, hands, of course, is proprietor of the uh, fine musictalk.de, where you can find all sorts of stuff on uh, music production, electronic music, all kinds of things, as well as studio tours, a bunch of stuff, uh, if you happen to be a German language speaker. And we've got in the room, I've got Dave Spears from G4 Software, who's actually physically near me, so I can poke him. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm sorry, I, I thought I was going to bring my, my, um, my battered old SM58 in, but I couldn't find it. So you've got the Samson uh, R11, which has got an on-off switch on it. That shows how classy it is. Uh, okay, I'll use that. It doesn't make me sound very radio, though, does it? Well, it's the proximity effect. It's not close to the mic, it's how close you are to me. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Dave's in Bath, um, came down to bring the, um, the Vimona Performer, which um, is sitting there shining chrome-like on the table. It's very nice, and I've had a liquid lunch, so <laughs> oh, I <laughs> it see. all go very pear-shaped. Well, um, Dave, of course, g4software.com, where you can find out about his uh, wonderful instruments. Of varying types and sizes. I also got Rich Hilton here from uh, Camp Chic. Um, I'm fully paid up member of the gigging Chic band and works with Nile Rogers in the studio on a daily basis. Rich, I believe. Daily. Daily. Rich Hilton. Daily. Can be found myspace.com forward slash Hiltonius. And of course, we've got Mark Tinley, um, who's joining us uh, from the UK, down the wire also. How Hello. are you, Mark? I'm, I'm very, very well today. Good. I've had an energy consult, a joy consultation with my joy consultist. Really? And are you, jo- are you feeling? Are you feeling joyous? I am feeling very in- energized and inspired. Actually, I'm glad. Last to hear time that. I, I had a series of joy consultations with this lady, and um, last time at the end of that, I wrote a book in about two months flat, wow. and a very big, a bigish book as well. So I don't know what's going to happen this time, but I'm very excited that something's going to happen. I've so got nine, nine sessions booked with her, so let's see what, at the end of it, who knows? Maybe I'll be me. President of the United States I or do something. Hope, I do hope so. Sounds marvellous. It is. It's great fun. So, Hans, we should say hello to you again, because uh, it's been a long time since we've seen you. What have you been up to? What, what crazy great stuff is happening with, with uh, Muso Talk? Sell it. <laughs> Sell it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see, um, for a long time, uh, Music Talk was more or less uh, something like a one-man, two-man show. And obviously, it's been trying the last couple of months, um, you know, to get some people in to support me and help me here. 
in the studio preparing stuff and yeah we re in the meantime we also relaunched the website and you know uh nick that's always a big job yep mine's and in a constant flux state of relaunch continuously so, <laughs> so that's basically uh had me uh, busy all the time and um yeah i mean uh, it's always a challenge as you know to come up with uh Good topics for a podcast and oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, folks, don't if you if you if, don't bother listening this week. I come up with a whole series <laughs> of just really bad ones. I've been totally uninspired. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same problem here in Germany as well. And uh, but uh, I must say, I've got a couple of uh, exciting new products Ooh. for review here. Uh, one being the uh, Persona Studio One, which apparently is a new sequencer that has been. Designed from ground up by some of the most prof, uh, renowned uh, German uh, music software programmers who co-developed Cubase, who co-developed Nuendo, and who worked for Steinberg and uh, Adobe. And then I've got uh, just re just got a beta version, one of the last beta versions of the new Waldorf Largo Ooh. in full review. And so a lot of... Quite a tight schedule, actually. Excellent. Sounds brilliant. Lots of stuff to do. Well, great. Yes. I'm glad to have you here. Anyway, um, shall we go straight ahead with our first topic? Um, and I've got a sample to play. Uh, let me see whether it'll play all right on this. You're listening to Sonic Talk number 128. Oh, I know what that is. With a lot of rumble. That's uh, from tank-effects.com, and it's basically an 11-metre concrete tube. Um, it's an br absolutely brilliant idea. Basically, you go to the website, you press a, a button, say, I want to record a sample. They've got, they've got a, 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 a box there in a room with an 11-metre concrete tube that will take a, a input from a web-driven form, and it will then um, play it back via the computer and record the output so you can essentially kind of upload a particular sample it will give you some reverb and you can select what kind of number how much mix you want you know whether it, how dry or wet and that was i i just got a full 100 percent mix and then i decided to uh basically mix it blend it myself so that's my own blend of reverb but um it's a great idea great idea and it's in germany is that right hans yes And I beat you on this one. I had in my podcast last week. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah. It is marvelous. I mean, uh, people will probably not be able to uh, to judge it by, from what they just heard um, from your sample there, but we tried it out in the studio. And it's apparently, unfortunately, they, I think they sent you um, a return in FLAC format, if you want. Okay. No, I, I yes. got. Uh, I think I got an MP3 or WAV. I can't yeah. remember. And it's it's really good. And um, I think I can envision uh, studios with great rooms offering I, that service. You know, I was just thinking, what a great. I mean, you know, this whole thing about sort of renting apps and stuff. I mean, I could. You know, if I hold on, I've got what I've got in my house is a really good. Um, say, you know, if say I've got a Moog modular system with original sort of Moog filters, I can just say, here you go have a web interface for it and you can run your your thing through it and have a CV to sort of sweep the filter, design your own patch and then have it sent back. It's kind of an interesting concept, sort of renting your hardware. But the only thing I didn't like about this one was um, it was a bit, because um, it's round, you get these, uh, you don't get the, um, what's the word, the odd numbered 
uh, reflection. So it's quite an unusual sound. Rich, you're a you're a reverb man. You might re- remember the old echo chamber. Does how does it compare? Do you think it's a good idea? It's a great idea. I first heard of this I don't know, almost ten years ago. Somebody was doing this. Uh, it could be the same people for all I know, but they had a speaker at one end of some enormous chamber and a mic at the other end, and you could send them uh, stuff to play in it over the web and get the recorded results back and use it. That's really so I, cool. I, it's it's been going, I know it's been going on for years. Pardon me? It's only 60 seconds, unfortunately. Ah, uh, right. Right, right. They don't want you to do the whole lead vocal, in, in other words. Right. Um, apparently Harmony Central do it. Monster Rack. I've never heard of that. It's a great idea. Wouldn't it be fun to just be able to hear what everybody is posting to their site? You know, or, or be next to the chamber and hear all the crap being sent through to you. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure at the end of my um, <laughs> reverb sample, there was a door shutting somewhere, which wasn't part of my original sample. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Whereabouts is it, Hans? Because you've obviously um, done a lot more research than any of us have, or at least myself. I'm speaking for myself. Osnabrück or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a great idea, but I mean, you know, if you've got better spaces, different spaces. I mean, we talked a lot about um, convolution reverb samples, this one, but I, I like the kind of, the sort of electromechanical aspect of this. It's almost like putting money in a slot, isn't it? It's kind of like a fruit machine or something. You have to kind of, like going to an old-fashioned cigarette machine where you had to kind of slide the mechanical slider in to get your goods out. I like the idea that you can't get it immediately. You sort of have to wait for it to process it and get it back. Sort of non-real time. Mark, what do you think? Uh, like Rich, I saw this some time ago and um, have actually wanted to do something similar myself and was thinking about it as I'm preparing to move house. I found all these weird reverbs like a Yamaha R1000 and an Ibanez SDR1000. And I was thinking it would be relatively easy to set something like this up with a batch process in SoundForge to feed things through things, process them, and send them back out to people. So I was actually thinking about doing it with a couple of bits of my old hardware and putting it on a server somewhere. It would certainly be a way um, of kind of... You could sort of lease your your old rare hardware. I mean, for, you know, if you've got yeah, anything, Dave, you could just kind of go, I'll tell you what, you could hire my filter <laughs> for... I'm sure but these, only virtually. I'm sure these guys had another... Uh, digital reverb connected to the internet and you could go on there and select a patch if i remember rightly which must have sent a midi control to the the reverb itself to switch patches so you could change the settings on it if i remember rightly and it had that similar looking sort of interface and the same upload and download that i'm sure it was the same people had something else on there like an old quantec reverb or something oh yeah no, i might that... be ro- i might be wrong but it's I think it'd be a great idea for stuff that's sort of, you know, you know, hard to come by. Ooh, hard, hard to come Ooh. by. Hans, that sounds like you're about to do a synth solo. No, I actually, I switched off my telephone to avoid this, but somehow... Never mind. Sorry. Never mind. Okay, I, well, I, think, I think everybody should do it. Because we've all, we're all connected to broadband now, aren't we? So why don't we find out how to do it and then we could all do it with all our old gear it's a, i think it's a great idea i mean rich would you think there would be i mean obviously you can probably hire stuff in that you want but imagine you know you can't get a convolution or perhaps there's a, some other process that you would like to sort of put it through that you just can't put your hands on you could just kind of look it on the web and go hey feed them the sample and send us back 100 percent wet and then we can just blend it back into the mix drop it on the timeline do you think do you think it would work or do you think it's too uh non-retop real time enough 
Oh, I think it could work, and I, I might use it for something like a special effect, but as I look through my folder of impulse responses for AltaVerb, I'm not finding that it's short on pretty much anything <laughs> that I might ever need. Well, maybe not reverb. I don't know. Maybe um, there's some other things boss you flanger. could... Boss flanger. Connect your boss flanger to the Or internet. maybe, you know, maybe something <laughs> like a kind of uh, a 200-meter-long kind of high-diameter spiral gas pipe, you know? I mean, just something really was, sort of um, random. I was in a carpet shop yesterday buying a carpet for my new house and somebody dropped one of the carpet tubes, the big cardboard tubes, and much to the surprise of the person I was just about to hand my credit card to, I jumped up and went, wow, what was that? That sounded amazing. And oh, he was they kind do, of like, don't they? Uh, it was one of the tubes. Um, uh, and I think he was a bit shocked by <laughs> <Yeah>. my enthusiasm. <laughs> this is a carpet shop, sir, not an audio specialist <laughs> establishment. I love when that stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, anyway, tank, tank-effects.com. You can get over. They've got a kind of um, Akai-type... It's like a, not an S900. What's it like? It's an S, one of those, the original kind of white... What would it have been? The Before S900. S612. And Sonic Mirage. Yeah, that, it's got an interface. It's, it's very funnily done. I mean, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you get an error, but, you know, it's okay. But, yes, the, that particular example that I played, I mean, because it's a, a tube and it's it's spherical, it's not kind of that pleasing a reverb signal, I would say, or, or algorithm, because it's not uh, it's too regular, because there's no un, unexpected reflections, I guess. I should use it, oh, I don't use it as a sign of maturity schools because when you get these things it's a bit like you know listening to the 1812 and not thinking of the lone ranger doing something like this and not burping or making some kind of fart noise first person not to upload a fart to these uh, this online reverb yeah. gets get winter prize yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea anyway well that was um I, I enjoyed that and i think there's a lot of potential there for other uh, applications for just sticking stuff real maybe that somebody will make an application that you can do that all you need is you know a sound card input a sound card output and then you can run it as a as a web service or something and then we can just start putting them everywhere rather than have to custom build it ourselves i like the idea of it anyway um okay right what's next oh heap stream this was interesting. Um, at least I thought it was. When I came to work on Tuesday after the bank holiday here in the UK, um, ProSign News Europe, which is uh, Dave Robinson, he's, he was tweeting something that basically said, um, oh, Imogen Heap's playing live from Maui at the moment. I thought, what's that? So I went over to Ustream, and she, what she was doing was uh, running, um, just improvising piano. And she was kind of doing it, um, she did it on three or four days. Um, basically, she'd just been on tour, uh, a promo tour, um, previewing her new album ellipse which is still missing one track and so what she thought she'd do she'd stop off in hawaii in maui hey nice nice if you could do mm. it i guess and um just kind of jam a few piano ideas down and kind of try and get the basis of a new song the final song on the album and um it was she's really a really good pianist for imp- you know very fluent and imp- you know just it, it seems to come out of her and i really really enjoyed doing it and the first one i saw um, it looked like she was playing on um, a piano sample because she had a light on her face that was from a laptop and you couldn't really see what was going on. So I was kind of being a bit of a prat and going, oh, what, what samples are you using? And then obviously the next day she turned the light on and she had a beautiful <laughs> six-foot grand piano. Um, in fact, I'll play you a little bit of a sample because I thought it was um, it's a bit insightful. So here you go. So again, the same thing. I'm just going to start off in the key of canvas. Um, the problem now is that the piano is out of tune <laughs> because it's been sitting 
in this hot room um, and has gone a bit out, out of key. So I might not use this recording, but I still, I'm going to just mess around. And so on and so forth. I, I thought it was such a great idea. I mean, it didn't get, you know, it didn't get more than a few hundred listeners at a time, but which is surprising since she's got 180,000 followers on Twitter. But anyway, great idea. Rich, do you think this could be part of the creative process? I mean, adding an element of performance to even just kind of coming up with basic ideas, do you think that would work? Sure. It's like putting a camera in front of what I do anyway. It's Absolutely. a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, first of all, really enjoyed her playing. I didn't know who it was, but now I know. And she's very good. And uh, in the broadest sense, what she's doing here is something I do quite a lot of and have all my life. So, Well, in terms of improvisations, yeah. Yeah, yeah just in terms of the approach to the piano and how you, how you sit down and start. And you don't necessarily know where you're going to start or where you're going to go when you start. And uh, I like that. I love that tightrope. And I always have, creatively. So I respond to this more as a pianist than as an engineer or a net guy or a technology guy. But um, if there's interest in this, well, good God, (laughs) I could be doing this every day of the week. Well, there you go. Why don't you? Maybe you need a few more followers on Twitter or, or, you know, elsewhere to kind of bump up the audience so that we'll help you if you want to do it we can i'm sure we can make it happen i have to polish my image <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i loved it i just thought it was a kind of nice idea hans what what do you make of it do you kind of think it's got a, got legs i think i need to be a showstopper here okay <laughs> go for it because basically i mean what more do we need i mean as as we heard earlier you know ultiverb's got hundreds and thousands of uh, reverb tales then we have people improvising on Ustream I mean the general problem that I have in my life is uh, to turn it off not my life but turn things off have less than filter than another, yeah less than more I mean there's so many opportunities to waste enormous amount of time and I don't see the the mileage there for, for me personally yeah it might be entertaining to do that and watch that for 5 minutes or 10 minutes but I don't see the the point. Well, I, yeah, okay, I got that. I mean, I'm, I must admit, I, it wasn't like I kind of went, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch um, watch her and stop doing everything else. I mean, I just turned it on and kind of kept an eye on the camera, but just got on with what I was doing. It was like a kind of distraction, but it was also live, which is sort of a bit different to actually going to a gig and seeing someone do that thing, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I can fully appreciate where you're coming from. I would like rather uh, my my personal. Uh, I, I found the idea of bomb the bass quite interesting. You know, doing that album just on a mini moog. You know, re- reducing your options. Ah, okay. And I, I think there's some 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 uh, some truth in that, but that would you know now go into a different di- discussion actually. But yeah, I just feel that. Um, yeah, with these days in our new life, this digital internet world, it's it's more uh, uh, the challenge is to what do I get rid of? <laughs> yeah. of what do I need more? Yeah, f- that's all fine, Imogen. Just give us a call when the album's done. I haven't got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what do you think? 
I didn't. I only caught a tiny bit of it, but I actually, I quite liked it because I I like these sort of very small happenings because they remind me of small gigs years ago before everything was completely over rehearsed. And I like her. I think she's got a good voice and she plays piano well. And um, hurry up and finish the album, please. Yeah. Well, maybe she will now. Who knows, Mark? I like it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Maybe we'll get the female version of the Trogs tapes out of her someday. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. she, streams she streams everything. If something goes wrong, it could be very entertaining. <laughs> Split your hands, Imogen. <laughs> that would, I could, yeah, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> just, just because there's so many things to remember. To, oh, I must remember to go into record. I must remember to put the uh, stream on. Mm. And then, if you forget to turn it off. And you get, you know, something that perhaps you didn't want your public to see. That might be, there is a risk, isn't there? But that would yeah. be brilliant. But that would make it collectible, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Totally collectible. So you'd end up having to kind of record everything you're watching live just in case it gets pulled because it was, there was something wrong with it. <laughs> that's, that's a great was the drummer? Was it the drummer from, um, oh God, what was the, uh, the Velvet Underground drummer used to record everything, didn't she? Nico. I think she was slightly mental. What was her name? Nico. The drummer. No. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yes, forgot. Maureen, yes. somebody or another. She used to walk around with a tape recorder and record everything in her life, all of it, uh, and then play, uh, play it back to herself. But when she was playing it back to herself, she used to put another tape recorder on. And listen to <laughs> to tape her life in case anything happened while she was listening back to the other tapes. Right. But it, it must get to a point where, what do you do when you want to listen to that tape? I mean... Uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> kind of... It's overdubs of complete Self-referential nonsense. nonsense. Drivers she must have had a pretty sweet deal with somebody like Zonal or BASF. I mean, she must have got through a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, because a reel of tape was what? Only even... You know, a small manageable reel of tape would only been about 17 minutes, and there's 20, you know, well, say 18 hours in a day. I think, oh, well, maybe she was doing it on cassette. Had cassette come about by that not, point in time? Not I think until, no, bad. not until probably the late 60s, early 70s. No, mid, mid 70s. Maureen Tucker, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Maureen Tucker. Maureen Tucker, that's it, yeah. Mo Tucker, oh, Mo Tucker. There's a rhyme in there somewhere, but I'm not going to go there. I think it might have been some kind of obsessive compulsive sort of problem that she was having. You know, Mark, did... I think you might have nailed it then. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. But anyway, the new album Ellipse is going to be around sometime in August, presumably when she finishes this. Uh, um, she's now left Maui, so that's kind of the end of that. And pe- there were people sort of wondering whether they uh, they could figure out where it was, and they kind of it was it was just quite interesting. I just like the idea, really. It's a, it's a nice idea. Um, anyway. That's all. No more, no less. I should introduce one of our sponsors, who are in fact Roland.co.uk, who are sponsoring the show. Uh, this week, they'd like to draw your attention to a competition they're running where you can come vote on uh, the finest V-Synth GT version 2 operating system patches that any one of their Planet Roland um, sales representatives has made countrywide. And it's actually much harder doing an ad with somebody sat in you. <laughs> Dave's definitely trying not to make eye contact so I don't burst into, into laughter. But anyway, um, so if you want to go and check out, you can win a, a Boss Micro BR, which is a great recording unit with MP3 playback, four track. It's got a drum machine, custom effects, all sorts of stuff. It's actually pretty, um, a pretty handy piece of kit. Um, so all you have to do is go to roland.co.uk slash vsynthgtpatchvote. 
And you go over there, you can check out all of the individual patches made by, I think there's about eight or nine, or possibly more, from guys around the country, and vote on your favourite one that's done with the GT, synth, V-Synth GT operating system version 2. Incidentally, the V-Synth is actually a pretty nifty little piece of kit. It's got a dual-core processor. I didn't know that. Not, not, not a lot of people do. It's got, so it's got a lot of grunt in there to be able to make some pretty fantastic sounds. So check it out. Roland.co.uk slash vSynth GT patch vote. Uh, I would like to say thanks very much to them for sponsoring the show. Analog Heaven Northeast. I have a, a clip here of what it's actually like to be at Analog, Analog Heaven Northeast. So I, I did try some things, but kind of a lot of synths right there basically a massive room full of people who bring a whole bunch of synths and it was a there was a video on um it was matrix synth uh, posted by a chap called hamster dunce and it was him just kind of going around the show show you know just showing what it is and there it, it was these kind of gatherings are getting more and more popular analog heaven northeast was organized by kyle jaga and it was on May the 2nd at Neshoba Regional High School Band Room in Bolton, Massachusetts. And uh, these things kind of look like a lot of fun. I mean, people bring stuff from all over the place. And I mean, I don't know, did you do any synth spotting there, Dave? It was pretty hard not to kind of go, wow, there was a polymoog. First thing was a polymoog with no top on. <laughs> Topless <laughs> polymoog. Naked, yes. Topless polymoog. Oh, there, now you're talking. Yes, it's like heaven and hell, isn't it? All in the same four walls. Um. It's quite strange. <laughs> I, I did like the um, the it white was. JX3P. I did like that. Yeah, and that I did, did like the white JD800 because I do have a bit of a yeah. penchant for a topless JD800 now and again. Um, actually, it made me realise that I owe my dad an apology because he's got a little piece of land that he lets these model aeroplane users fly their stuff from. And he said, oh, would you like to go over and meet them? And I went, no, well, why would I want to talk to a load of sad blokes like that? And then I thought, when I saw this, I thought, actually, Chris and I would be in kind of heaven and hell in this room. So I probably owe my dad an apology. It's the musical equivalent of flying aeroplanes. I mean, it's really fascinating. But what is it about about people that feel the need to kind of go and show these things? I mean, and do, have you ever been to one? Would you go again? Would you go again to the, um, to the, the thing that we went to or something similar? Yeah, I think I would, actually. I mean, it's quite good fun, isn't it? Yeah, Tinkering I mean, there was a lot of things there. There was a toys. lot, exactly. There was a lot of things there that you just wouldn't see anywhere else, you know. And you can kind of check them out. But I am the kind of chap that goes to steam fairs, and I went to a steam rally at the weekend, and there was a modelling tent there with lots of people with models of steam engines, which I thought was a bit bizarre. But they they, they seem to be very much the same kind of personality. And I, the, the other game I now play, of course, now I know that I have Asperger's, is to do Aspie spotting, because there's an awful lot of them in those kind of places. So the guy that knows every detail about, you know, the most bizarre part of, you know, the, the graphic on this synth is ever so slightly wrong and all that sort of stuff, he is probably an Aspie, you know. OK, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Non-Eric. Does yeah. this sort of event um, draw you to it like a kind of moth to the flame? Not that much, but I think it would be definitely be fun, you know, hanging around there and play with the toys. What I found, uh, you know, when we did, uh, we did a lot of uh, videos from Musikmesse, and uh, the, in generally I found, um, you know, looking at the stats of the videos and, generally on what people watch on music talk, there seems to be an enormous amount of uh, 
interest in you know small synthesizers again you know like the Dupfer yeah. Dark Energy is really really popular a lot of people you know watch the video and it's been linked to from various sites it was amazing I would never have thought that that would be the number one most watched video from Musikmesse 2009 yeah I was saying for us I think did you get yeah. yours at first I bet you did didn't you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same day yes ah right okay um um yeah it was very um it was it was like the same for us the analog stuff definitely does does do it you know that that people are just interested because it's kind of boutique isn't it actually i saw quite a few familiar faces in the video i'm sure i saw the earwave people i'm fairly sure i saw them there so obviously the the analog heaven northeast gathering it seems to be getting quite big and people travel all over the world to go there maybe we should kind of budget for it next year and have a sonic state outing i don't know tell you what if chris and i went there i reckon that would diminish the numbers the following year massively (laughs) (laughs) just another synth jam rich do you have you do you have you been to one of these things there's probably a couple near you there's they're all over the country i haven't i haven't i'm fascinated by the fact oops i'm fascinated by the fact that this has reached the hobbyist level where groups of people get together and and romance over this old gear some of which wasn't all that exciting when it first came out either but now it's taken on this sort of romantic quality of being old and having survived all this time and and for me it's fun to see that people take it to heart that way and want to go back and get together around these old instruments and look at them and talk about them and there were a lot of things in that room that i was quite interested in most of them on the oddball side like the bookla stuff and yeah and that, that but, kind but of, rich uh, i think that there's also interest in new stuff i mean there's new stuff out there you know that's lots and lots of new stuff. yes yes more than no, just were, a vintage uh, retro thing you know well and there's a connection that's coming uh later in the show when we talk about some software that allows you to communicate with that stuff with the new stuff so that's that's all very exciting to me um so yeah i dig it i'm kind of struck by how incomplete on some level it is, but then it's just a bunch of guys who bring the gear they have. So it doesn't really purport to be some sort of complete representation or anything. I mean, I've seen some pretty, you know, ridiculous collections that included amazing, amazing things that I've only seen once and stuff, you know, so it it, it was cool. It was fun. It's good to see the people's enthusiasm for it. It's funny actually, because this week, um, Dave pointed me at an auction that's actually on eBay and there's a Roland system 700, and I emailed the guy because it's based in Bath, and I was thinking, "Where's that?" So I'm going to go over and see it hopefully on Friday and get a bit of a, um, a little video of the whole thing going. And it turns out that um, it's a bloke in Bath who's selling it for uh, a producer that used to be based in Bath, and uh, they've also got a, a CS80 that's um, X Roxy Music. There's actually got Roxy Music on the back of it, which is just going bonkers on eBay at the moment. And this thing, this Roland System 700, is just going to go for an absolute packet. It's got two bids, and it's already up to eighteen plus grand. You know. Pounds, I can only warn people out there to get really heavy into vintage gear, as I'm doing right now, because the lifespan of some of the gear is definitely coming to a close. And there's a German guy here who, who's been repairing synthesizers since the 70s. And he, he told me that he, he's not going to touch repairs anymore because these days it's almost, uh, you know, I've got, a, I've got an MPC 60 two here and in the MU, uh, two MUSP 1200s. And it's like, it's almost impossible to get the stuff serviced. Right. You know, some just... of the bits and pieces, it's just falling apart. And, and uh, I think we're going to see a decline in the prices at, at the point where everything out there is broken. 
And it's like I have an Ober, I have an Oberheim, and the guy told me if 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 the LCD displays burn out, it's burned out. There's no way to ever get it repaired or replaced. That'll be a Matrix Twelve or an expander then. Oh dear, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Okay, well, um, Analog Heaven Northeast, May the 2nd. There's loads of stuff over on Matrix Synth. You should check it out. Um, there's lots of photos mm. and stuff, as you imagine. But it looks like it's kind of gained momentum. It looks like it might actually morph into something a bit bigger because there's just so many people there who are kind of into it. So I'm, I might try and see if we can get someone over there or get over ourselves next year. We'll see how it goes. And the news is, or, well, it's not news, it's rumour. There's uh, basically, uh, on Future Music Blog, which is not affiliated with Future Publishing, uh, there was a... Uh, the chap there basically said that there have been rumours floating around about the uh, they're going to be announcing a new, totally new software uh, application, which is more door-based. Um, this is to coincide with the producer music conference, uh, music producer conferences, which they're running simultaneously on May the 9th in Los Angeles, New York City, Guildford in the UK, Berlin, I'm guess Hans, you might be there, Stockholm. And this, um, this just was quite interesting and generated a lot of traffic on one of the news items that we put up for it. Did you, um, do you, I'll ask you Hans, cause you, you know about all the rumors. What do you know? Come on, spill the beans. <laughs> so it's true then. <laughs> no, I, I, seriously, I will be there on the Saturday. Yeah, and because of the the, the time uh, zone things, we'll be probably be one of the first uh, to 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 hear and see about something new from Propellerheads. Um, we will be shooting it and we will be doing an official video on releasing on Monday from the producers conference, which will most likely include anything new they will be showing. But I suppose there will be YouTube stuff available two minutes after the show. Over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we missed that one and we're not going. So, so we won't know because they're being. They would be breaking with with what they've been telling everybody uh, before. If they will be doing something that looks and feels something like a Cubase or whatever. Yeah. Do you they, think? Do you think the world needs another um, door, especially after this new Studio One? And you know, do you think we kind of need it? Is it, it bad timing? It's quite, an, it's a quite an interesting question, actually, um, because. That's something I, that I've been asked, obviously, by the developers of Studio One. You know, non-Eric, do does the world need our new DAW? And the notion is that there's still a lot of unsatisfied, enough unsatisfied users with the current stuff. Right. They're still, you know, I, I know that after we did a coverage on Studio One, for example, they had a massive amount of more beta uh, registrations. So somehow there seems to be still enough people out there who believe that there's still room for improvement. Mark, are you a Reason user? I mean, I must confess, I'm, I'm not, but that's not because it's no good. It's just not something that I've invested any time in. Am I a Reason user? Mm, I didn't really get into it, to be honest. Right. I sort of tried, <coughs> and... Uh... And I, I did like the propeller heads, sort of two three oh threes and an eight oh eight thing. That was quite good fun. But reason, reason didn't really do it for me. I don't think. Do you know what I like about propeller heads though? Yeah. And that is that they gave away RB three three eight, the TB three oh three thing. You can download for free now, can't you? 
Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at the time when they first gave it away because I paid for it. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you giving away something I paid good money for? How am I ever going to sell this? But That, that was a bit of a know, classic. It's kind of, it's kind of cool that they've given away their legacy software. No, it's yeah, got yeah. to a point where they're Mark, not going to sell it. The moment you bought a software is basically worthless, almost. Yeah, it's, it's instant depreciation, really, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. No, with native instrument stuff, you can re-register it, can't you? Rich, are you a Reason guy? Is that ever something, something that you've used? Use, even? I have used it, um, and I like it, and I think it's brilliant, and I like what they do. Uh, but I'm not somebody who uses it regularly. However, I work with somebody who does, and uh, it's really... It's an incredible amount of music making in a very concise package, the Reason product. I think the interesting thing about this thing that they're announcing is that they're very clear that this is not a Reason update. This is a separate standalone product. Yeah, very clear. Uh, very I heard clear. The, the opposite, actually. Well, the rumor is very clear, if that makes any sense. Oh, I see. This is all in rumor world. Well, it's, it appears to be. I mean, at least the information I have, um, so... I suspect Hans may know something more than he's giving up. Uh, well, but one thing is definitely for sure. I mean, they, they, they will be releasing something. Ah, well, that's w- worth knowing. <laughs> what it is, I, 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 I'm, seriously, I don't know. Ah, really. okay. Well, Rich, you know, I, yes. I, I suppose, I, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is they never really kind of got the audio recording part of it. It's very much compositional kind of beats, and it's not really ever been, you know, anything you can stream something into. So, right. Well, to some extent, you can with the sampler, I think. But yeah, yeah I, I understand. They don't have a linear uh, audio. Yeah, no I, linear recording. Yeah, it looks interesting. I'm psyched. I'm interested to see what it is. Does the world need another one? I don't think the world needs all the ones they got now. So maybe they do. I don't know. I wish so, they wouldn't do this on a Saturday, though. It means we've got to work over the weekend. Really <laughs> selfish, isn't it? <laughs> my big problem. Yeah. My big problem with anything like this in these sort of modular synths all thrown together in a step sequencery kind of way is that anything that I want to do that kind of music writing with, I do with Fruity Loops, which does it really, really, really well and much better than anything else that I've used in that kind of arena sphere of music making. So. It has to do something incredible to persuade me otherwise, and it and nothing that I've used or tried has done anything incredible to persuade me otherwise. Okay, so. well, I think that's uh, fair enough. Mark, a quick geek question. Go on. Mark, do you think it's... I heard it, and I in, in, instantly thought it had great, you know, timing. It was, like, really spot-on, like the internal sort of little sampler with the step sequencer. Was that just... Wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really. Co- I think it's spot on. But I don't. I haven't tested it. Okay. Um, mm. I like the fact that you can play around with swing times and things on a knob and stuff. I mean, it just. It's just very, very well put together. Yeah, I think a lot of people use it. I mean, it's and it's been going a long time, so a lot of people have it as the, f- the first go-to sort of thing, isn't it? A lot of PC users are into Fruity Loops. A lot. Of, well, they'd have to be because you wouldn't get it on any other platform. But I mean. It's it's a way, and um, didn't they get bundled with a whole lo- load of stuff really early on? So it kind of got in inside, you know, a lot of people's workflows just by default. Don't know. I I, I bought it because I switched from a Mac because I bought the PowerPC six hundred three laptop 
thing and went from being able to record four tracks of audio in Logic Audio down to two if I was lucky if it didn't fall over. <laughs> now, there's progress thought, for you. I've had enough of Macs. I'm going to buy a PC. So I bought a 100-something or another Pentium something, 100 hertz Pentium laptop. This was in about 1995. And then I went and downloaded every piece of software I could find from all of the student archives and every piece of freeware and every piece of shareware. And I tried everything and it turned up amongst that. Right. And amongst things like uh, there was a piece of software called Hammerhead, which was a drum machine. I I remember that. Brambros. Yes. And there was a, a couple of other really cool things. But this turned out to be the thing that sort of really did everything I wanted it to do. And the Medazaland album I did with Duran Duran is all Fruity Loops. And in fact, everything I've done with Duran Duran from that point forward, all the loops and sort yeah. of weird sort of stuff going on in the background is quite often Fruity Loops, including sequencing things that sound like guitars and aren't. And, oh, and right. I, I've never really got into it. I'll have to try it out. But anyway, so... Um May the 9th, watch out this weekend for something new from Propellerheads. Uh, and uh, this is, at this point, I'd like to welcome our other sponsor of the show, who are loopmasters.com, uh, the number one website and sample CD distributor dedicated to bringing you the most inspirational collections of royalty-free sounds and samples from some of the top producers worldwide. You can get uh, all kinds of music, down-tempo, chill-out, dance, breaks, jazz, trance, techno, and drum and bass. If you need some inspiration for your production, check out loopmasters.com. And if you're after some free stuff, uh, we've got a special deal going with them where if you email info at loopmasters.com with the subject Sonic State VIP, they'll send you a voucher for around seven to 800 megabytes of samples uh, that you can download from a special site only for you. So uh, check them out, loopmasters.com and remember, info at loopmasters.com with the subject Sonic State VIP and I'll get back to you with a coupon code. Uh, I'd also like to br- bring your attention to their new podcast site which is looptv.net the new monthly electronic music production video cast which is totally free and dedicated to production tips, sampling news, competitions and features on labels, producers producers uh, and sample libraries that you can get from loopmasters.com looptv.net try it out volta is finally here now this i've been looking into this it's really interesting it's from Mo- like volva to me volva no it's volta <laughs> oh, okay. boy. that's something different but it's, i guess controller. It's, all, it's also software in a way but anyway volta motu uh, the interface <laughs> motu have just released uh, um uh, it's available for purchase now and it's kind of this really clever virtual instrument that interfaces between you and your analog gear but what makes it different because usually when you're you know running any of this analog stuff you need a midi to cv converter and all of that stuff which is you know is i used to use the kenton's uh, pro 2000 and the pro solo and it was great but with volta and this is something that's very cool is they with their Motu interface, any of the FireWire ones uh, or any of the, uh, the the usb2 or pci interfaces with quarter inch trs outputs actually can output DC voltage. So effectively, what you can do is run um, a MIDI CV plug-in inside your door, send it out to your uh, oscillator and gate in your analog world, and then return the, the, the output of the analog synth back into an audio channel. And that becomes a self-contained instrument, which means you can calibrate. So you can send that stuff to, ca- and it'll analyze the incoming audio compared with what it's sending out in terms of controls and calibrate. And also you can freeze and it's sample accurate. I mean, it's, isn't, is this amazing or what? Dave, you're nodding. It's you genius. M- I think it's absolute genius. I have to say. And, uh, I don't think Chris is in the chat room, but if you're listening, Chris, sorry, I've already burnt the credit card on this. I've been waiting for like two (laughs) weeks. I think that this 
could make a massive difference to music, electronic music making in the very near future. I really do. I think it's wow. genius. And we're always after these kind of simple ideas that are really effective. And when I heard about this at NAMM, I was just like, that's genius. And it is genius. Thank you. Good night. Well, cool. And Hans, uh, as you said, why? Um, I, I think, um, I, I think it, just because it's self-contained, I guess, part of the thing. And the fact that it self-calibrates, which has got, you know, that takes all of that but, kind of um, crap out but, of it. Um, if you are into the CV gate story, let's, let me just say, you know, you're saying, oh, I'm fed up with all that computer mixing, all that crap VST shit, I don't want to hear about it. Then you're not going to connect your computer to your trusted CV gate inputs of your stuff, aren't you? Uh, but a hybrid of the both. That's what we want. That's what I want. A hybrid of yeah. the both. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I think I mean it's niche. Let's not let's not forget. I mean lots of people are selling their analog stuff, but presumably somebody's buying it. Yeah. You know, and also there's like you say there's a lot of new stuff that is also um you know would be that's being built that would need some sort of interface as well possibly. You know, the, the modular systems all of that kind of stuff. I think it's kind of it's it's a genius idea. It's sort of a shame it didn't happen maybe 2-3 years ago. But um still, you know, yeah. better late than never. I mean, it's 249 bucks. I don't know how many instances you can run, you know, how many channels of multi-timbrality. Is that part of digital uh, performer? Uh, I don't know if it is or not, actually. That's Good question. Possible. Is it really? What? Yeah, what? It's a, it's, or is it a VST instrument? It's a VST. No, it's an AU, AU of, yeah. or, uh, M, or Mass runs in. I mean, maybe okay. they're building it into DP. I don't know. Oh, sorry. No, no. Maybe that's my mistake. I mean, so. you do need the audio interface with the DC coupled outputs. Yeah, because it enables you to output, you know, the actual control Ooh. voltages rather than just audio, which is and kind of cool. What interfaces are those? Uh, any, uh, let's have a look. It's um, basically any Motu Firewire, USB 2, or PCI audio interface with uh, quarter-inch TRS outputs. Any Motu, fi- these are any Motu products. So basically, right. from what it says, any of the Motu... Audio well, the first thing I did was check out whether my RME uh, Fireface 800. Yeah. And it does. Oh, cool. And I was like doing a jig around the studio. It was like, yes. Because yeah. it's great. I've already paid for the, you know, I've bought the Kenton. And it was like, as we acquire more and more analog stuff, it's like, okay, so I'm going to need another one and another one. This kind of almost put, puts pay to that. Well, the thing is, if you've got a PCI, uh, if you've got an interface where you can just run, you know, you could dedicate 16 IO or 8 IO just to control your synth stuff, it sort of doesn't, it integrates with the system. Yep. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I agree with you, Hans. It's very retro, isn't it? I mean, it's not like a kind of major leap forward in, uh, in terms of miniaturization or anything I like that. I think what's really exciting about this is you're going to find, you know, maybe kids who've got like, uh, I don't know, an SH2 or something like that, and they're going to start to use it within the context of like plugins, but use stuff in a really creative way. I think it, I think it stands a really good chance of changing things. Maybe if we hook it up to our virtual kind of, um, you know, we can rent our Moog modular system out, you know, by with this web uploads thing, like the Tank Effects thing. It will it'll help make that happen. But won't I inherit all the timing problems of digital audio workstations into my trusty CV gate? There are no setup? timing problems involved in anything to do with computers, non Eric. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all an illusion in your brain. So, no, Rich, I mean. Rich, Rich, you were saying that you actually um, you just sort of dug up the, the the mini and the MS Twenty the other day. I mean, what do you think? Can you see? Can you see? I think I'm kind of wringing my hands here, trying to figure out what kind of interface I got to get 
to be able to do this really? here with my little analog toys. Yeah, because that would make these analog... That just make... They would rekindle my interest in the analog toy, toys in a huge way. Motu Traveler, something like that, I guess, would work, wouldn't it? You know, I just, some- I'm thinking that a used Motu interface on eBay right now is looking like a really good idea to me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, pennies. Mark. You know, cheap, cheap, cheap and old. Just send me, give me four or eight outputs so I can send some CV. Yeah. I like the idea, the fact that you can integrate it into as, as an instrument so that you get one channel strip for controlling and returning the audio. Can I just think this through then? Yes, please do. So you've got this Moto interface there, right? Yeah. You plug the output of the Moto interface into your CV and gate in. Yeah. And then you plug the synthesizer back into the input. When yes. you play, when the CV gate keyboards, which are calibrated to one volt per octave, when you play across the octave, they're never right. And you invariably end up underneath the bloody thing on the floor with one of those ridiculous tiny jeweler's screwdrivers trying to find a pot to fiddle around with underneath, right? Yeah. If you can calibrate the computer to the synth, and the synth can be as far out as is sensible i suppose and you can calibrate the computer to the synth and make the synthesizer work with the computer without having to do all of that fiddling with jeweler screwdrivers etc 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 then surely it's brilliant and it's a much better con- uh, a much better solution than midi to control voltage surely yes dave's nodding because you can do they it say all you can. in front of your computer it sounds absolutely no brilliant. Scrabbling around on the, the floor. amount of times I've been scrabbling around on the floor in designer jeans, ruining the knees. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> Going, why am I doing this? And why is it so dusty down here? And good God, who spilt that? It's very sticky, etc., etc. I mean, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I, I didn't really understand what it was when I sort of looked at the videos of it and I watched the sort of Motu's big deal kind of advertising. I didn't really get it at all. But as it's been explained to me today, it's brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't yep. really, because I was yep. like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then when now I've looked into the points, it's like, wow, that is actually pretty useful. Pretty useful. And it can be sample accurate. So the timing will be at least as good as your you know, the audio on the timeline, you know, I don't know what there's like latency would be like actually playing it live. I mean, that might be another, another issue. Depends where you, at what point you monitor the analog return, I guess. But I mean, it's, I would imagine the latency is going to be certainly better than MIDI. I don't know. I'll let you know. (laughs) There is no latency with MIDI. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thanks for clearing that up. I've always wondered. It must just be me, though. <laughs> so, yeah, Volta, you can get it now. Uh, audio units or mass. Uh, it Basically, 249. I, I, as I say, I don't know about how many instances you can run, you know, how many channels you can run, but it looks like it could be a pretty good thing. And I'm guessing it can't be that chewy in terms of cpu because it's basically just dealing with midi you know type data so it's just kind of i guess the real-time kind of reinterpretation of the control voltage is something but that's hardly anything you know rocket sciencey is it i'll let you know in a couple of weeks yeah dave no i'd be very interested okay well folks thank you very much for joining us um it's been another great fun and um, a great fun show and i really do appreciate um 
Nonna, you coming in from Germany. I know you're very busy. and um, That's a long way from Germany, I know, right? it's a long to way over the wires. It is. When, you, when we've got the Skype teleportation update, then you can actually come and join us in the studio for a cup of tea. But thank you very much. Musotalk.de is where you can find out what uh, Nonnerick is up to, and uh, we want to say thank you for him to coming. Yeah, and on Monday, uh, you know... Ah, uh, yes, check out his site for news of the Propellerheads uh, quality coverage of the Propellerheads announcement. Yes, and uh, Studio One and World of Largo and all the, all the other stuff that's coming up. Yes, well, yeah. great. Nice one, Hans. Okay. And um, I'd like to say thank you to Mark Tinley, who's uh, joined us down the feed um, from wherever he is. Where are you? I'm in my kitchen. Ah. I was in my bathroom a minute ago. Do you know what's brilliant? This laptop is brilliant. I can just run around the house with it. It's fantastic. Uh, Apart from the fact it has got Windows 98 on it, and as you predicted, it has slowed down so much that I can no longer get in the chat room. I can't see any of the topics we're talking about. (laughs) And Firefox has got such a bad memory leak that it's taken over the entire computer, so I'm actually surprised that I'm still here. I had a feeling that you know, but the, but the thing is, I've got this. I've got my brand new MacBook. It arrived today. My MacBook Pro arrived today. It's though, sitting over there. You can see it, Dave. Ooh, nice. And um, uh, the problem is, I haven't got a FireWire four hundred to eight hundred, so I can't transfer my um, my movement. You know, all my apps and everything settings across from the computer I'm currently using. And to add to that. I just got a phone call saying, can you do a whole load of beats and, you know, this, that and the other for us? We only work in Logic 7, which doesn't work under Leopard. So there's really no point in me having it at all. It's going to sit there for God knows how long while, until I can actually get any use out of it. That is gutting, I can tell you. Are you you. sure it doesn't work under Leopard? It doesn't work well under Leopard, apparently. There are certain things that don't... I'm going to try it, but I'm going to have to find out all the... dig dig out all the installer... I was running Logic 6 somewhere where I shouldn't have been. Maybe you could do it in Logic 6. No, no, it needs to be Logic 7, because then we're synced. We're in the same versions, but yeah. Well, anyway, Mark, uh, aspergineering.com, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Do keep us posted on... You're very welcome. I'm very interested to know how your your success... um, things go my joy consultation. Your joy consultations go i want you i want you to share your joy and hear all I about will. it i'm sure we will i've got some i've i'm really well you know about my obsession with the number nine so i'm having nine sessions <laughs> and at the end of each session she gives me nine tasks which i can do which i have to do before i speak to her next which are sort of things which i need to do to sort of generate more business or to do with my business or to do with advertising or all those sorts of things so we'll see where i am in nine weeks time i'm really you know i i didn't have a book before i did the last one and i did afterwards which was a bloody miracle as far as i was concerned i'll, so I'll, really, I'll let's see what happens with this it yeah great really well keep us posted it sounds like a very interesting um process and rich rich hilton thank you very much for joining us uh, from uh, connecticut um always appreciate you um spending the time with us and i hope you have a great day at the studio thank you it was good times as always and um myspace.com forward slash hiltonius if, to find out kind of you know what, what rich is up to or been up to so that was sonic talk number 100 no it wasn't i've got i haven't said goodbye to dave because he's in the studio <laughs> oh, in the studio he's just sneezed <laughs> I, we haven't got a sneeze button or at least if we did he didn't get there in time also i'd say thank you very much to dave spears for coming into the studio i haven't actually said anything to him at, yeah, we today spoken, we haven't spoken he just walked straight in and the show started so dave spears g4software.com thank you very much for coming down and bringing my uh, vimona performer 
I will give you the... Now, you get, you get to take away the <laughs> Roland Hand Sonic, don't you, for a, yes, for a trade. You. Thank you, thank you. I loved the picture of the Vermona on the train yeah. on Twitter earlier on, and I think you should do a series of these synths kind of on their travels. Synth I thought that was really train. cool. <laughs> with the blurred background, with all the bushes flying past in the background. The sense of me. speed as it was winging its way towards Bath. <laughs> Okay, and uh, that was it. Sonic Talk number 128 was brought to you by the letters Roland UK and Loopmasters.com. 